This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today I'm in here with one of the the hottest up-and-coming L.A. underground artists in these streets. Appreciate that. Big Sad, 1900. How you feeling, man? I'm good, man. I'm just chilling, man. Vibing, you know, just working. Yeah. No, I'm definitely a big fan of what you got going with the music and everything. And it's been, uh, it's pretty, pretty dope. Honestly, I've been like keeping an eye on it for like six months and I've seen you make a lot of progress and just, you know, taking, taking big steps. And I feel like you got, you got some star power and I feel like you definitely are going to be a, a name that people are going to be talking about in LA for, for a minute now. Appreciate that, man. It's love. Yeah, I just, that's what I plan out to do. You know what I'm saying? I just, my favorite rapper, Nipsey. Mm. So I, I, I'm with taking the slow grind if I got to. You know what I'm saying? Really just building my catalog all the way up. Yeah, that's interesting that that's the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about Nipsey because that very much was. You know, like the, the people knew about him for like 10 years. Yeah, you know, even definitely. if, but he still was like basically about to take a big step in his career and he had been just progressively steadily building this brand this personal brand around himself and I think that that you know in a lot of ways he was super early on that because you see a lot of artists now that sort of they realize they don't need to have a big smash hit yeah. they just need to build themselves and make this business around themselves definitely I was young I was a uh, I was in juvenile hall I, I was uh, I had graduated when I was in there I had got my credits early and I stumbled I stumbled across the computer I'm like, damn, that shit was just so raw. I'm like, damn, this shit hard. So I watched, I watched his grind from like way back. You feel mm. me? When he was like still dissing hoods in LA and shit. And I noticed he switched it up and you see the growth and he, from every, you feel me? Like I respect Nipsey. Like it's like, it's love all the way. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. I've had people send me clips before. I'd be like, you know, Nipsey used to be saying this about these people and saying this. That's and then growth, though. You like, look at him later in his career, and that didn't really exist so much. That's growth. And then everybody out here love him. Everybody love Nipsey. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm trying to be, though. Like, you feel me? If you listen to my music, it's going to be growth. Like, right now, I'm go- I'll be dealing with a lot of different things, so I might say certain stuff. It, 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 it's real life, though. It's reality. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be growth with it as I keep going. Right. I don't do no dissing and none of that type stuff. I did like, notice I mean, that. I, you don't seem like you really get into the, the negativity I, I might of that. Get, I, might have my, I might have a song where I'm like addressing something like that, but not too much. I don't really. I just, for the most part, I like to make music. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, that's the difference between, we all know rappers who, who deal with their issues with other rappers, but they do it in a very vague way where they'll just say shit where the streets will know what they're talking about, but the, the average listener is not going to know. But whereas now the... The game has changed to the point where people just let's let's name the exact street. Your yeah. brother got killed here. Fuck him. He's a bitch. Your mom's stupid, et cetera, et cetera. It's like the, yeah. the this shit is so specific that it feels crazy now. It's a new it's it's a different gen it's a different generation, I feel like, you feel me? Like it's wild, you feel me? So I I grew up listening to like Tupac. It was still like it was still gangster though. Yeah. Tupac was saying some wild shit too. But you would never know what people on the street he was beefing with. Although yeah, like later on, later in his career, he started to get messier and messier to be real. Yeah, Tupac was on some gangster shit. Yeah. But he made good songs too though. He had them songs were like Dear Mama. Definitely. It was like the music was still there, the good music. He didn't he didn't get too caught up in just the you know, just making it about just beef. I don't, that's why I never want to do. Cause I, I live a real life where I, I'm dealing with real shit. Right. But I don't even want to. You feel what I'm saying? Did you watch the hip hop uncovered shit on Hulu? Nah, I ain't get Ooh, to catch that. I recommend it. Cause like one of the things that is crazy that they draw attention to is that uh, Haitian Jack was like a street dude that Pac had problems with, and Pac actually called him a snitch on a record. But then the record didn't come out till after Pac died. 
So now you got like a real street dude that apparently has done all kinds of crazy shit that he's talking about. I heard about Haitian Jack. I heard Tupac rap about him a lot. And, and then he gets called a snitch, but he can't, like, you know, what do you do? Like, if a, if a rapper made a song calling you a snitch, you'd lose your fucking mind. You got to do something about it. But like, he passed and then the song comes then out. Then the song came out. Kind of bugged crazy. out, right? Yeah, man. I don't know. Um, so, La Cienega Heights. Yeah, La Cienega Heights. That's where I'm from. Tiny like little bit. Corner Street. Yeah, what's was your upbringing like over there? Man, just it was cool for me for the most part. Like you know, I did everything as a kid, like shit that regular kids do. And then you know, you still gotta walk out your house and see the gangs, the the drugs being sold. And as I got older, it was like my I, I couldn't just lean on my people for money. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's when the hustling came, the selling dope, and falling into street activities as a kid. You know, come jail came with that. Right. You know. So was that shit just like? right out there in the open to you when when you were like a young kid were you like already sort of getting an idea of what the streets were and realizing that this was happening all around you definitely because i grew up i got big brothers like mm. both, both of my big brothers is currently doing time like on serious charges you really? know what I'm saying? so like first thing I, I i'm seeing that hand first i got big brothers and then my dad too my dad part of my game you know what okay. I'm saying? so it's like it was like a family thing you know what i'm saying but i always had my own mind to do something different mm -hmm. But it was like you know, it's like being a, being in an environment, and you you gonna have to adapt to that environment and everything going on. But I always had a mind like I wanted to do something else and do music and shit. But Definitely. for the time being, I was catching them cases and growing and having to deal with what I was dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Do you remember when the conversations that you're you're having with your dad started to change in a sense of like, I feel like there's up to a certain point with your kid, you just want them to be a good kid. And then at a certain point, you maybe have to start explaining the streets to them or, or explaining, like, daddy was doing this. And maybe it was not, not a good thing yeah. or a nice thing for daddy to do, but he had to do it. Like, like do you remember when that sort of started to become a, something that was blossoming in your mind? I feel like with my, with my pops, I, I feel like it was always like, shit, like, he kept it real from just the day one. Because he was always in prison. You feel mm. me? So when when I met my pops, I already I was already deep in. Oh, okay. So he, he already can. It, it was we wasn't even uh, going back when I finally first met him. You didn't meet him till what age? I was probably like 12, 13. And he was locked up your whole childhood. He was in and out of prison. I I, I grew up with my grandparents, my oh, grandma, okay. from then my grandpa. Wow, that's so interesting. So where was your your mom? How did that unfold? Mom, mom's was in the streets too. She was in and out of prison. Really? Yeah. So yeah. Crazy. Life was like, you know, I was with my grandparents and shit, basically growing up and shit. Then as I got older, pops, pops was always tapped in. They was always tapped in, though. Moms, I'd get phone calls, they'd visit uh -huh. here and there and shit like that, you know? But so do you think your grandparents had a hard time sort of understanding what you were going through or understanding? Because, like, you know, when there's that big the age, age gap. That's what I was about to say, the age gap, definitely. My grandpa, he was, he was in the Army. So mm -hmm. He was strict. He ain't go for nothing. Like... You, it's like you going to school, you gonna get up, like you gonna get up out of here. You ain't no laying around here, none of that. You feel me? Mm. So you think that that had a good impact on you? Do you think it made made you more of a hustler, or do you think that you sort of rejected that and and went in a different direction because of that rigid structure that you sort of grew grew up in with him? I think, and I think, I, I think it was gonna be what it was gonna be because mm. you still gotta walk out the door. And where you going to school, niggas? Where you from? Mm. You know what I'm saying? You get you get tired of like being um like looked at as like when you see out here, you know the gang culture out here. So when you gang banging out here, is is groups and shit. So you get motherfuckers will be mad, dog. You get tired of just you gotta you you become one of them. Mm. You get to ask them up where you from. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Instead of motherfucker asking you where you from, it, it, it get this you you become a lion now. You where you from? You feel me? Yeah. Shit like that. Definitely. You know, I remember when I didn't really get that. I, I had a close friend when I first moved to Long Beach, this dude, Gabe Brooks, who actually uh, passed away a few years back. But, like, you know, it would blow my mind because we would be out riding bikes and stuff. And then I would realize that, like, all of a sudden him and, like, some other dude were, like, doing the where you from shit in their face and stuff. And I'm, I'm like, that just looked like a normal guy to me. And yeah. I, like, I'm sort of, like, looking at him. I'm like, oh, nah, that's, like. That guy's like in the streets. Like they, 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 they have a reason why they have some kind of conflict here. They can tell that they're both from somewhere. And that's just that must be a weird ass thing they for you to get you used down. to at that young ass age. Yeah, you out here. It's like I was in Memphis though too. That's crazy because me, me and my boy Steve, we was in Memphis. Mm. And it's like that, that I got stared down like that. I, I thought they only did that out here though. Right. Like, you know, Matt, they're, they're just extra out, just 
sort of weird. You know, what come out to that this, the where you from, well, then it's like how, how we greet ourselves out here in, in Cali is crazy. Like in LA, like how we greet ourselves mm. is like we don't do the how you doing my name, Wooty Woo Woo. For far as the gang shit, we like, where you from, bro? You feel yeah, me? Yeah. I'm Wooty Woo from Wooty, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, bro. It's like, a, that's like how, you, how how we say, how you doing? Like, my name Wooty Woo. That's crazy, like, you know? I know. And it really, it says a lot about the culture that people talk about LA like it's so laid back and everybody's all friendly and shit. But the people who are really from here, it's like shit is so territorial that they need to like do this little song and dance to like establish that dominance first to just see who like to it like basically allows you to decide if the person that you're talking to is on your level yeah, so or like respect figure out the respect and that's like with the music i'll be um i'll be i'll be wanting to be like you know i'll be want like me personally i'll work with anybody i don't be tripping off the the gang shit but i know how it is out here we serious about gang banging so right. it's like but me, I'm my own man, so I stand on my own too. Right. But I know how it is. Like you know, it's just different out here. You know. That's interesting though, because you see a lot of uh, you see that situation come up quite often, where a rapper will get to a certain level and want to just be working with all kinds of different artists, and then like the younger people from their hood will be like, Nah, like you can't be working with so and so. Like they don't get along with us. Yada yada. I've seen that happen multiple times. You seem like you're yeah. getting ready for it in advance. I feel like people. Um, I feel like anything you don't understand, you're not gonna like. Mm. Like I done, it's a lot of stuff I done that people didn't understand. They're not gonna like it. Right. But if you understand it, like if you like that's you and your boy, if you might explain certain things to your boy, so he have a he have an understanding more than you, and other people you might not want to explain it to them. Right. So it's like it's all about understanding. Like a lot of people, it, when it come to understanding out here, that's that's how a lot of shit go left when people don't have an understanding. Mm. Totally. That's a lot of, that's really how a lot of this should be about here. That's what the gang shit really is about, is like creating an understanding so that people will be able to get along by like sort of, sort of like creating unity between different areas and stuff. But then ultimately there's like a negative side of that too, because then there's gotta be there's gotta be people who don't get along, right? The music shit good though, because it's helping it out though. Mm-hmm. Like you see you do see a lot of um LA, like we came far. Like you do see a lot of a different artists working with each other. Mm-hmm. I guess I, it is like that, though. I, I, I wish it get better, though. Like you feel me, be more lit. But, but you, it, you know what's the interesting thing about it is that the like basically like a hood needs to produce a big popular rapper. Like I can think of multiple hoods in LA that basically like now are cool and are like sort of on some industry shit and they get along with people and they're working together and stuff. But it would not have happened unless they had an artist blow up from their area because a lot of times cliques don't really want to work with each other or don't want to have anything to do with each other unless it makes sense business-wise. And it'll never really make sense business-wise unless you have a star rapper, right? Yeah, that too. It could be that too. Or it could just it could be some nigga just be on some real nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? It just I'm depends. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't even be feeling it's crazy, honestly. Like, I be rapping. You know, I, I start rapping and go legit, but I don't really be feeling like no rapper. Like, you feel mm-hmm. me? But I be out sometimes, and uh, and somebody might run up on me like, "What's up, big sad?" I be like, you know, I don't be know if a nigga about to bang on me. What, like, what? Are, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I'm still, I'm still adjusting to just the whole lifestyle and everything. You know? Hundred percent. Nah, yeah, you're you're you'll get used to it, but also like it'll keep getting more and more overwhelming as your star power grows bigger. You know? Yeah, and I be feeling like I ain't that big. So I be like, damn. I'm like, imagine if this shit get bigger. That's one thing I know I'm gonna have to get used to being out just taking pictures and mm. being on camera more. Cause I've always just been to myself. Like if you hear my music, it's a lot of pain in my music. Definitely. Like I live like a real life. So I ain't, I be, sh- I, I don't even got no pictures on Instagram like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Why is that? You seem like you keep that pretty, pretty yeah, modest. I'm just to myself. I don't be like in the, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I be dealing with shit. Everybody deal with something. I just deal with it different. Mm. I don't be wanting to be seen. I'm just kind of go in my own little road and shit, sit my lean. But so how do you make sense of that, though, with, like, you being that kind of person, but then also trying to be a rapper where it's, like, you basically are only successful as a rapper if you have millions of people that are paying attention to you, paying you know? Paying attention to you, yeah. That's crazy because I, 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 I do keep rapping and shooting videos. That's one thing I'm always going to keep doing and shit. It's just the Instagram shit I got to, like... Mm. Somebody gonna have to eventually, like you know, start working my shit. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't pop into your head to look at that throughout the day. What? To look at Instagram because I feel like I know a ton of people who literally they're just flicking through Instagram all day. That's all they ever Sometimes, do. Sometimes, and that's what I don't like. That's why I'd be like, no, this ain't cool. I could be in a studio, right. doing some music, and 
really doing something with my time. You feel me? Definitely. So who who gave you some of the game in terms of what it, what it was going to take for you to get your your career off the ground? When did that start popping up in your head, and who, and who gave you that confidence? Shit, man. YouTube feedback, Instagram feedback, my homies. Really? I I, I was just gonna do one song, and get get back to what I was doing. You feel me? What was the one song? Uh, no hooks. Shoot the video. Me and my boy. We was gonna shoot it, drop it. I didn't really think too much of it. You know what I'm saying? What was the motivation for doing that one song though? You're just fucking around, or do you I have was, something to you, say? Man, I was trying to, I was trying to get up on some hoes. You know what I'm saying? Some, excuse my language, but I was trying to knock something. You feel me? Go crazy, yeah. Yeah, like I'm in the streets. I'm trying mm. to, you know, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking like people gonna be like, "What's up with a mixtape?" Mm. I'm like, mixtape. What? I ain't even think that far out like about no mixtape. You know what I'm saying? But you were really thinking like, damn, if I if I have one hot song on YouTube. That could help me out. These girls are gonna be fucking with me. Yeah, I'm like, man, I'm about to. I'm like, I need this. Need to be said. I'm, I'm gonna say this. Like, what I, what I, what I was saying in that song, no mm -hmm. hooks. I'm like, this need to be said. So I'm gonna say this. Dude. I'm not thinking about nothing else. Yeah. And after that, they talk about. I got one song. They like more music. I'm like, what? More music. So now I'm thinking like, damn, mixtape. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Oh yeah, I gotta get to work. That's crazy because I've talked to so many people who basically started rapping because somebody else dissed their hood or dissed them or dissed their friend. Nobody, man. nobody's honest enough to say, I was trying to make some girls appreciate me. Man, I ain't gonna lie, shit, man. Be like, I see, I be seeing a lot of cities. They do be going back and forth with their little wars and shit. Oh yeah, that's yeah. one thing I think it's kind of fascinating that LA is sort of like immune to that. It's like LA just doesn't really. Now and then, I always wanted to, I always wanted to speak from my side too, though, because mm. we ain't have nobody like from West LA, where I'm at. Mm. Like we had rappers, but. Like, I'm trying to take this shit far. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm trying to really be in this shit. Definitely. So, okay, you do that one song, and then what, what was the feedback from that that made you want to keep going with it? Man, they were saying I'm raw. Shit like that. I'm just like, yeah. I ain't never really been too hyped on comments, though. So, to me, I'm just reading it. I'm thinking, like, whatever. But I'm looking at the views, though, I'm, and I'm like, damn. That shit kind of like, I'm like, damn, I did 30,000 in, like, uh, in like a month on a brand new YouTube channel. Uh -huh. Just no, has zero subscribers. I'm just thinking like, damn. I'm, I was only trying to do 5,000, you feel me? Right. So when I started doing 30,000, I'm like, damn. And this kept going and going. Then it hit 100,000. I'm like, all right. I can, I'm going to start, you feel me? That's when I'm like, oh, I could do music. Fuck it. I'm going to start doing this shit. Where were you at in your life before that? Were you just like purely in the streets? Yeah, like for real. Every day in the streets, you know? Not like, not like just, yeah, really fucked up in the streets, but not fucked up, just, you know, ups and downs. Mm. I might have went to jail, I get out, be have, have a little money, catch a case, you know how the, how the street shit go. And I seen Meek, that's what it, that's what it was, too. It was the ups and downs for me. Because mm. in the streets, I didn't have money, and then I didn't been down, flat right. broke. And I didn't have money, and I didn't been down, flat broke. So then I seen Meek Mill get out of jail in a helicopter. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that shit was just crazy to me. I'm right. like, bro, I gotta start doing something. I'm like, I gotta start rapping. Like, it's something I gotta do. Like, this street shit just ain't it. You feel me? Yeah. I'm like, I can't be doing it. I got kids and shit. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah. No, I mean, like, there's a certain way you act when you don't feel like you have hope or like you don't feel like you can change your life and make your life better. And then there's a certain way you act when you really realize, like, I can actually, like, change my, my environment. I can really change the shit that I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Like, was there anything in particular that happened to you while you were locked up that made your mind start start to change? Yeah, like, my whole life. I got I got a brother that's, that's in jail for a case he's doing 30 years for something I know he didn't do. Really? Yeah, like, wow. I know for sure he didn't do. That. So it's just my whole life situation. I'm like, I gotta change everything around me. You feel me? Like, how I grew up, like, it's people surprised that I'm even that I that I made it. Like you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Like they see what I'm doing and trying to make a way and changing. Motherfucker surprised about that, you know? Just because people don't really make it from 
where you're from. They know how how my family is, how we grew up, me and my brothers. Mm. They know like how my dad is and just how we work, you know, how we living. Like talking about six in the morning, uh, PO crash, got the the whole block lined up. Me, my grandpa outside on the on my grandpa, my brothers, everybody lined up on the yard doing raids and like that was like, you feel me? That's like constantly we dealt with that growing up like. So you seen your 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 neighborhood or your your house get raided like mad times as a youngin? That was all like we all on probation. Think about it. Me, and my brothers, we all live in the same house. There's three of us, uh-huh. all gang members. We all on, and my little cousin. And they can just so run up and, us and we all on probation and search the shit. Wow. One day they coming for him. <laughs> next Tuesday they coming for him. Do you feel me? And then the next week they coming for him. Did your mind state over time just sort of start to get used to? Having that kind of relationship with the law, like just constantly feeling like that's what that's what made me mad. Like then, like I started to get angry. Like then they they got my grandpa. Like I wasn't tripping about me and my brothers because this the lights that we chose. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, got my grandpa here at six in the morning, like that type of shit. Like you feel me? Like these people crazy. Damn, that's fucked up, for sure. Um, so you got you first got locked up at sixteen, or like how how were you my, getting locked up when you were real young? Yeah, I was twelve. Twelve. And you got locked up for what at that time? I got locked up for burglary, GTA. But look, when you're young, they let you go from the police station. Mm. Yeah, I, I caught a burglary. They let me go. They gave me a court date to appear. Bam, then I caught a GTA. They let me go, gave me a court date to appear. Then one day I was just walking home. and I, it, I, I was drunk. I used to drink 211s when I was young. I used to be like, you feel me? Gang banged out 211s and just... 12, so 12 with a 211. Yeah, crash pull up on me. I'm on the block. They try to take me home, but I'm, re- I'm resisting. You feel me? And then somehow, I don't know. Long story short, we get to my house, though. And, like, I'm drunk, and they say I, 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 they say I fired on them and bent them up. I don't know. They said I did something, but I ended up on the floor. You know, they roughed me up a little bit, then uh, they booked me. And that time, they, they didn't let me go. Yeah. They took me. I was, like, 13. And I already had them other charges pending. Uh-huh. It was over, like, you feel me? I did 13 months from there. I was, like, I got out and I was, like, 14, 15, about to be 15. What was it like being locked up at that age? Like, what kind of shit do they have you doing on a day-to-day? I was in Central, East Lake. Shit, we, it's a jail, in a cell all day. You feel me? They'll right. let you out. You play basketball. Uh-huh. You might do rec, watch a movie, get a phone call. But for the most part, you in your cell. You feel me? Yeah. Did you... Like the the thing they always say is like that that people basically get into that environment, and they just end up being around mad bad kids, like kids that are way worse than them. I was already bad. I don't <laughs> think it got no. You, I didn't. I didn't thought it. You know, you got no get worse, worse than me. I was. I was that. I was on some. I didn't did it. I, I carried every. You know, I was in it. I had big brothers, so it's like right. whatever. They was already older than me doing things, so it was like, you know how that go, you feel me? And I mean, because I was just would wonder how bad could a 12, 13, 14-year-old be? Like, even in prison. Shit. Yeah. I guess they could be pretty damn bad, though, huh? I was in there. With, I got I got homies that was in there at 13 with neck tats, face tats, you really? know, at 13. You know? People in, Were people talking about having bodies in there and shit, or is that they're still too young? Having bodies? They be booked with bodies. Really? They in there for it'd be thirteen year olds in there charged with murder. What the fuck? Talking Definitely. talking about it like it's normal? Nah, they don't be talking about it. You know, mm. they, people don't really get to be speak. They don't speak on it. They just you know, you know what everybody everybody know what everybody in there for. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like that. Damn. So okay, you get home from that, and then uh, like, are you thought of differently after being locked up for that period of time, like in, in your neighborhood and stuff, or how did things change after that? Um. I got out, I was like 14, 15, but I never really stayed out, though, mm. as a juvenile. It was just constant back and forth. I went forth. right back. When, uh, probation is like, that shit like a setup. You feel me? Yeah. That's why, I, as an adult, I never wanted to be on probation. Right. Like, fuck that. Because they're not going to be able to, you're, you're not going to be able to avoid getting locked up again, right? Basically. Definitely. That shit, I went to jail. They violated me. At, I went to Fairfax High School. Oh, what? They came, they came in my classroom. Hold on, what's this? I had blue chucks on and uh, a white T-shirt. Uh huh. The blue laces. That was my PO came and got me out of class. Because you were dressed like that, or? Mm-hmm. Really? They... I, had, I, I had to check in at the high school. They had my PO on campus at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was well, a violation. Why are we going to Fairfax? 
Uh, that's where I grew up at in that area, West LA. Okay. Pico, Cadillac, you know. Oh, so you, I didn't. You, ha- you got a choice to go to Hamilton or you got a choice to go to Fairfax. I would have thought Fairfax was way too far away, but I guess not. Okay. What was it like going to school in a fucking area like that where there's just all this lit Funny. shit? Shit. All my homies went there too, though, so it was like, it was, it was regular. But at the same time, I went to jail. Look, I caught my. Then when I caught that charge, when uh-huh. I was telling you just about when I was 13, I got out, I missed ninth grade. Right. Like that was eighth grade. I went to jail. I missed the whole ninth grade. So when uh-huh. I got out, I was already in tenth grade. I checked in. All my homies was already going there. It was like whatever. You feel me? I always used to think about that because we had the store right around the corner and be thinking like, that's so crazy that kids are really like going to school around the corner from my store, around the corner from Supreme. Yeah, right there. For me as a kid, I mean. You could have drove like an hour and you could maybe go to like a fucking decent store that you would want to go to or something. But like, you know, there's not like a, a, a bunch of cool stores with people smoking mad blunts outside and all this shit. Yeah. Like within like a, a couple minute walk like that. I, I couldn't. Have, I, don't I don't know what I would have done with that temptation as a kid. I don't remember it being that lit, though, how it is now for some reason. Really? I don't know. I don't know if I, my mind was just because maybe I was only there for a little bit and I kept going back to jail. Yeah. But the time I was over there, I don't remember like Melrose being that lit. I'm pretty sure it always was, though. Mm. It's just me. I probably wanted just to get back to the hood, so I didn't really even be up and down Melrose. Soon, I'll be jumping the gate, 12 o'clock, even early, you feel right. me? Right. I mean, I guess you have to be, like, tapped in to a certain extent to really, like, even give a fuck about, like, the Supreme store. Yeah. Like, what the... like? My mind, look, when I was a kid, I didn't know about... I didn't care about no designer. I, mm. I just wanted to gangbang and sell dope. Right. You feel me? That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. Have a gold rope. You feel me? Gold chain or some shit. You feel me? Definitely. Um... So you, you you say that you just kept running it up and sort of losing it and, and that that just kept happening to you over and over. Like, what, what were your actual hustles that you had going on? And, like, how, how close was, like, the closest that you felt like you came that got fucked up? The fucked up? How close was the closest you came to, like, actually feeling like you made it in terms of, like, doing something for yourself street-wise? Because you're saying that, like, it just kept not working out over and over, and I was pretty uh, I'm just I'd interested been, in that. I done been up. Like I didn't have I didn't have a Porsche S five fifty, I didn't have condos, I didn't did a lot of shit in the streets. You feel me? Wow, really? Yeah, I I I, I didn't did some things. You feel me? And it's like um, but I'm still a gang member, so gang banging and dealing with sh- lawyer fees hmm. and dealing with everything I had to deal with. I didn't been I didn't went flat broke. You know what I'm saying? Really? That's why I said when I I seen Meek Mill get out of jail in the helicopter, I'm like, man, all rappers get out of jail and they still got money. Like hmm. they be up. You feel me? I'm like, what is it? I'm like, what is it? What is it I can do? Mm, definitely. You feel me? Did you uh, have you managed to like figure out the business side of being a rapper yet? Like, what are your thoughts on on how that looks to you right now? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, um, man, I really don't. I, I I really ain't got into like what you mean. As far as me signing a rapper, or as far as me? You no, know, just like making money off rapping. Like, I feel like there's a bunch of things that are starting to probably work for you, but. You know, I'm interested in like how you see that because you know it's like you have to get to a certain level as a rapper before yeah. you can really start making the kind of money that you can maybe be making on the streets a little bit more easily. But obviously, that comes with a ton of risk. I just got the passion for it. I think I just don't even be thinking tripping off the money. Mm. I feel like it's gonna come. I just put all I put my passion into the music, mm. and I just like I always wanted to do it. Like like I, I feel like eventually I'm gonna get paid, but I don't think about the money. Mm. I just go. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Do you feel like, did you try to make like a sort of specific uh, separation from your, your old life in a way? Because the more famous you get as a rapper, if you're doing anything illegal on the side, obviously it's going to put a bigger and bigger uh, a target on you, right? Yeah. Honestly, I, man, I don't, I just, I, I be getting 2500 for a verse. Mm. That's what really got me like on some rap shit. Like, what? That's one of the first things that you can do as a rapper. Like, before your YouTube checks or your streaming checks mean anything, you could you could sell a verse, right? What? I'm like, they want to give me twenty five hundred for a verse. Right. Like that right there alone. I'm like, bro. I'm like, all right, I can do this. Like, mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna just keep rapping. I'm gonna stick to rapping. And then you know, I did the distribution with Empire. Mm. Yeah. So I got I get my little streaming checks, and I can see it going big. Because I'm paying attention to the numbers and like I'm paying attention to the, the analytics and shit and all mm. that. You know what I'm saying? I'm the all, growth yeah, keeps the going growth, up. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, this shit can do something. Definitely. Um, is there any artists in particular like in LA that you've kind of seen their hustle and you're like, you know what? That that's that's where I could be at. Is there anybody in particular like of this generation that sort of uh, inspired you a little bit in that regard? Nipsey. Mm. 
I, I watch Nipsey growth, like, and that's a nigga I feel like, see, I mean, I don't know how everybody else upbringing be. I don't really, I never really paid attention to too many other rappers, but I, I watch Nipsey. I'm like, I'm like, I feel like he a gang member and I'm a gang member. So I always watch that like, damn, see how far Nipsey can go or other gang members, even Snoop, just mm-hmm. different. You feel me? I'm like, all right, bam, yeah, this shit can go far. Definitely. Not even just saying because I'm a gang member. Because I always like, you, you know, they put that stereotype on that a gang member. Like, he, you know, he's a gang member. He kills, still rock. And that's not every gang member. You mm-hmm. feel me? Nipsey is like a perfect example in certain other, like, we all don't, we, we might just be th- thrown in the environment. We all not thinking like kill, kill, rob, still. Right. You feel me? We, we just trying to get up out of it. You feel me? And like the earliest versions of, of gangs are supposed to be like sort of community organizations you know a lot of that is where it comes from is like the idea of sort of creating organizations within your community to sort of keep people in line and you you see that in a lot of different walks of life but it's interesting how so often the only time you ever hear about gang shit is when it turns criminal or violent yeah like you got a lot of even today you got a lot of um ogs who do a lot of good shit Mm. but it don't really get noticed like that you get me but like let let one of these young young cats go do do a murder. Mm. They gonna have it. You feel me? Yeah. Going viral, all on on Instagram pages and all type of shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we just interviewed Big U, and he's doing all this community organization shit and all this stuff. And that's somebody who's like clearly trying to make you know, a change, do good things for the community, make sure that all these like gangbanging kids know that they have a choice to go in a different direction. Yeah. But, you know, do you ever really hear the media talk about the fact that you was doing that with his time? Eh, not really, because it's... They only gonna talk about the negativity. You know, peace is boring to people. War is interesting. And you see that with... You see that with... And I, I paid attention to that, too, though. I'm like, I can't be that type of rapper before I start rapping. Mm-hmm. I, I knew it was different lanes you can take. I'm like, I'm like I gotta be, be myself. Mm. I can't do all the extra loud trying to be who I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that wouldn't be real. Definitely. The other day I was watching a like a hood vlog in Florida and they were talking to these these dudes who are from, you know, a gang in a neighborhood or whatever. And they were just kind of like, nah, yeah, like, you know, we, we used to have problems with this side and this side and these people over here. But, you know, shit is cool now. Like, we, we all kind of have an understanding. We all get along, yada, yada. And I was just thinking, I'm like, that's that's amazing. But that also like is something I'm so not used to hearing anyone say when they talk about their gang shit. Because it's like if you're if you are from a neighborhood and you're not beefing with other people, then it's almost don't like I, you're not even in a gang. Don't like, nobody really want war though, like that. Right. People want money. So right. it's like you know, you got some young cats like like some might crack off, and it might happen. But for the most part, it's like we we know what it is. But who we we got families to feed too though. Mm. So it's like in reality, it's like everybody. A lot of people got kids. Right. So if you got you living in this area where all this gangbanging going on, right? And you mm-hmm. got kids. Do you really want you want the other side to really come over here shooting where your kids at, where your kids got to play at? So exactly. for the most part, you are gonna try to keep it cool. Right. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes it'll go there where you it just it have to be what it is. But for the most part, you will try to keep it cool, especially yeah. if your kids is in that area. You know your 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 mom go to the grocery store right here and. Your auntie live right there too. You feel me? Right. So it's like your cousin. You gotta think about the your family members and the, nobody really want to go to war like that. Because if they did, this whole city would be like upside down. If people really wanted to go to war, exactly. But it's more about money. You get what I'm saying? That's the thing. When I when I heard that kid from Florida say that, I was almost like, wow, he just said something that most rappers will lie about. The most most rappers would act like they had all kinds of crazy beef and and they had shootouts every other week and shit. Yeah, even yeah. if the if is if they actually were on some peaceful shit, but you know a lot of rappers like that. That's kind of like the 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 gang thing that people want to be a part of is the the violence and the idea that I'm crazy. I'm out here bucking at people all the and time. That, and that comes from like frustration. That comes mm. from being because I was like that at one point when I, I didn't know what to do. That's why I didn't know how to I didn't know how to go to a studio and rap. Or I didn't, I didn't have the money for it. it was just I, I'm about to gang bang. Mm. First car I see if they tripping, I'm on them. Like you feel me? That was my mentality. I didn't know what else I can do. I'm like, what else is it to do? But as I got older, it's like I start doing, I start going different places and meeting different people, and then mm-hmm. learning like, man, I can't be stuck in that little box. Yeah, you and seeing outside the box is the big deal. Cause like yeah. uh, AD, who I do the podcast with and that, shit. That's my boy. That's the homie. He. Uh, He's like, you know, when I had that conversation with him and I start to realize like how 
into the gang shit he was and how he could have been. And luckily, he just happened to like become cool with a bunch of rappers who were happening to come up even before he himself had a rap career. And that was like, all of a sudden, he's in clubs, he's in studios, he's around famous people. He's starting to realize, oh man, like I could have spent my whole life on this block just beefing with people, like just arguing with the other side of town, like just doing all this stupid ass shit. Like what a fucking waste of time when I could be out here making money and yeah, taking definitely. care of my shit and everything like that. I mean, that like like that's a big thing to even just show a kid what's possible because a lot of people, they just genuinely don't understand how to take themselves out of that position, right? Yeah, you got to have a strong mind. Mm. That's why that's one thing I tell my little homies. I'm not the type of person look because I, I feel like the way I grew up, it was different. We didn't have it, like you know it was like it was more gang banging going on like it was really gang banging. It's, it's gang banging going on now, but you got more. You got YouTube now. Mm -hmm. You got all type of shit. You can upload your videos and do different things and you know what I'm saying. So it's different now. You can actually, if I had YouTube when I was growing up, I would have took advantage of that. Mm. You know what I'm saying. Definitely, like just the idea. But that's what's funny is that, you know, if you, if you like are sort of like game banging in songs and putting it on YouTube and putting it out there to people, that's that's very like a, a lot of people would say that's not really like the root of what that is about because you're sort of putting it on display for everybody to see or you're really making art out of your circumstances that you grew up in and everything. And, you know, it makes perfect that's why, sense. That's why I try to lead a game banging out because mm. I feel like that's a whole nother that's that'd be yeah. I don't, I don't like to like um, be too much banging on wax. You feel me? Right. I, I try to leave. I fight people know where I'm from. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's written on my face. Right. Like you know, you, you know I'm from LA. If you see tattoos on my face and you, like I move like how I move. So people it's like I don't really gotta do too much talking about it. Like that's how I be feeling. Yeah. Like, if you listen to my music, you're not gonna really just hear me saying, "Crip" and this and that. Gangsters you're making moving. it too easy on the cops there. You yeah, know? it's like. If you put in your fucking gang in every single song, it's like you're just kind of asking. You know, you're, you're creating a case for the police to be able to say next time yeah. you get caught up, like, hey, look, he's on this song saying he's from here and he did this and yada, yada. You know, it's like this. And I'm was... trying to make a change, too. So mm -hmm. it's like I ain't really even into that. You get me? Like, I feel like anything I ever react to is like something I, I was somebody was poking at me. Mm -hmm. I don't never just come out and just, you know, to, to be honest with me. I be wishing we all can get along. I ain't tripping. Like, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's about money. But it's like, who who am I though? I ain't I'm just big side shit. You feel me? Mm. So, you know. Definitely. I, I can only change what I can change with me and what's around me. And mm -hmm. the people that how the people think with their minds around me. You know? I can't change what the other side going got going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um so on that song, La Cienega Heights, you actually, you talked about having a friend who got shot in the head when you were a kid. Yeah. What was that story and how did that affect you? Because it sounded like it was a pretty big deal to you in that song. Yeah, it was my homie D-Mac. Okay. And I, we was kids. It's crazy because um, I had another homie die the same day. The same day? One died at 12, one died at 3. I went to Mount Vernon. I was in middle school at this time. I got kicked out of um, Emerson. I'm, at, I go, I'm going to Mount Vernon at this time on... Um, I watched it in like Crenshaw. Uh -huh. So um, yeah, I'm seeing the helicopter as I'm as I'm getting out of school, and I'm getting on the getting on the bus and shit. So I get off the bus, but as I get to where I'm getting off the bus at, it's right by my house. Uh -huh. I live right here. The murder happened. The murder or the the first murder, the one with, with my homie D Mac, the one that it happened three streets up, and then one happened by my street. Like literally, we talking our lip, Stanley. Orange Orange Grove. You know you know them streets because them streets run by Melrose too, right. and they run down where where I where I where I grew up at on okay. Pico. Yeah, yeah. Down there, so you know what I'm saying. Stanley Orange Grove. That's where one of the murders happened at Orange Grove, and one happened on Stanley. Uh huh. Uh, you know that's close. Yeah. One happened at twelve. One happened at three. But one was a gang related shooting. The one on my street. Down, uh -huh. That was my homie Tiny P. Rest in peace. That he died on my street. That was a gang shooting. But then. The one with the homie who I was saying, like, we don't really know what happened with that one. That's why in the same, I'm like, what happened if you, I'm like, I'm questioning, like, you know? Right. You never really got any we know, kind of We don't know what happened with that. the other one, Orange, with my homie D-Mac. Damn. He was just shot in the head. They tried to say, um, I don't know what they said, like, too much. You feel me? But, yeah, we never really figured out what happened with that. Wow. That's crazy. How do you feel that that 
changed you as a person like just seeing that much death at such a young age i mean you're probably so used to it that it's hard for you to even wrap your head around how out of the ordinary that is but that's some traumatic shit right there i keep dropping weed and shit my bad man i'm bad i'm bad you want to roll in these months for me we got this dirty ass carpet yeah, that I, can't roll this I think shit, we, we, we might swap this carpet out after like six months. Bad. We might get a new carpet every six months because we got so much crap on here. Yeah, I'm cool on this huh? Good looking. It got clean this morning? No, I don't give a fuck. There's a big ass blunt hole right here. I respect it. Um, My bad, man. No, it's cool. I'm bad with blunts. That's one thing I hate rolling is blunts. I, I hate them. You hate rolling them? I, you literally, that's like all you do. Every single music video I've ever seen of you, you're rolling yeah, a blunt. Yeah, At all times. You just... notice, and that's, why you always, that's probably why you always see me, because I'll be rolling that motherfucker for 30 minutes. I'm sitting there like trying to twist the motherfucker. Like, you feel me? I feel like you're the kind of guy who could be like rolling up inside the backwood pack, and, and like if, if there was a shooting, you're still going to have it in your hand. Man, if there hey, was nah, a real. fucking alien comes, you could be standing there still in your blood. hand. That's how, hey, look, I lost a shooting happened at my video. 500 in my cup, and I lost a pint of wild cart. Oh, man. My boy was sick. He was hot. I'm sick. Still pint, wild cart. Oof. How'd you, everybody start. It was on the floor. You just lost I'm, it? I'm performing while I was on the floor. And when the shooting happened, you know, everybody started. Somebody kicked it, picked it, picked it up. I don't know what the fuck happened. It was gone. Right. Still pint. I ain't never lost a silver pint. I was hot. I'm like, damn, that's crazy right there. That must have hurt. Bro, one time somebody was shooting a music video in the back of my store, and uh, it was like a white kid like trying to be a rapper and shit, and then he had like the lean man came. He had like five pints, six pints laid out all, on the car and everything, and the cameraman's filming, and he's walking backwards, and he steps on one of the pints and fucking explodes the shit all over the fucking carpet and stuff, or, or the ground on the, on the asphalt. Man. And there was like a bunch of dudes there that are like real deal lean sippers, and you know how they felt and what they were thinking when they were watching that shit run out on the ground, bro. You gonna spill lean? That's regular for a lean sipper. Like you, you gotta know that. Yeah. You gonna spill your? You gonna you gonna tip your cup? Mm. You feel me? A little bit. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Growing, growing when I was sipping so much activist, I'll fall asleep on my cup. It'll fall out my hand. Yeah, I'm falling asleep. That's how much lean I'm sipping. Like, if you really sipping like that, you are gonna fall asleep. Your your cup gonna fall. You gotta expect that. Mm. But like, just to lose a silk pint though, that should have me hot. That's harsh. You feel me? Definitely. When did Man. you uh, start drinking lean? Shit, I started drinking lean. Like really drinking lean, or like. When you tried I, I tried it when I was young But I was like Man that shit put me to sleep I, ain't, I don't want nothing Put me to sleep I was like 18 mm-hmm. I'm like I don't want nothing That's gonna put me to sleep When I really started Sipping it though I was like probably 20 And I really just got hooked And I'm just every day Spending Spending a lot of money On lean mm-hmm. like, I, I was sipping it When Activist Was 40 a line Right when, You know what I'm saying Back then when it, Really like When it was 25 a line You can get some Activist Right And it just switched So I didn't came all, all the way to the transformations to where we at Trish with Wok. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, we went from old red to new red. I went I went through all the You know what I'm saying? What do you consider like a good normal price for lean these days and what's the most you've ever paid? Cuz I'd be hearing a lot of 150 a line, <laughs> that all that talk. Man. That changes everything. Cuz it used to be like Ben Baller posted up a photo of like 100 sealed pints and said that he spent like, you know, $200 each, $100 each back in the day. For a pint, not a line. The game is changed. Yeah, lean is serious. I ain't gonna lie. That's crazy that you asked me that. All type of numbers just went off in my head. When you said, I, ain't gonna. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> when you have all type of numbers just went, I'm just like, man, I spent so much money on lean. Mm-hmm. The most I, the most I spent for a line though, probably like, I'll say probably like two, two fifty. Yeah. Two fifty, maybe three hundred. On a Thursday, I, I might have really like, man, fuck it. They was on, you know what I'm saying? If I, I didn't know who they was and I couldn't find none or some shit like that, I probably spent three hundred on some shit. Right. You feel me? Activists, I ain't gonna lie. When that shit was going out, they was trying to bang people. They was talking about some crazy numbers. I didn't heard a nigga say six hundred. Right. That's when activists was going out, and they it wasn't too many bricks left. Like you know what I'm saying? Shit mm-hmm. like that. But me, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't never really so lean. I ain't never so. I always wanted to sit. Right. Because it helped me with my music. You feel me? And, and then it helped me with my pain. Now it helped me with my music. But before I was rapping, it just helped me dealing with my pain just to go through my day. You feel How me? would you describe your pain? Just like all the, the fucked up shit that'd be running around in your head from all the shit you've seen over the years or what? Yeah, I got a lot going on, man. You feel me? Mm. Just just like everybody got some shit going on. Right. You want to hit this? You stay? No, I'm cool. I got everybody got a lot going on, but like just, I mean, 
I think I made my I made my bed like you know I talk about it a lot in my music and shit like a lot of this shit like with my kids my baby mamas and shit my brothers right my grandpa just my my whole lifestyle like it's not it's not and that's why I'm trying to make a, a I'm trying to make a I feel like your story your story gonna like one day they gonna make a you know my my shit real they gonna make a documentary on my life one day really you feel me because like my even with my music somebody asked me the other day they're like they like man you, where you come up with this shit i'm like bro i live this shit like this me like this is how i'm living like when it, I, like I, everything i'm talking about is like really how i'm living i just choose to speak on different beats talk to me different so i choose to speak on what i want to speak on with different beats you know what i'm saying like that therapy song i got i talk about a lot of pain in that because the beat was just like you know then you got some it's just the different beats Right. And I got the 500 in my cup songs where I'm just popping my shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You might still get a little pain. I'm always going to say some real shit. That's Definitely. one thing about me. I, I don't just want to just jump on the track and just get to saying that. I, I, I'm always going to have either a message about something or just like some real shit that that, that motherfuckers didn't dealt with. I feel it. You get me? You know, one thing I hear you talk a lot about in your music is how you weren't turning down any fades in prison. <laughs> it feels like that that dynamic made a big impact on you. Nah, just growing up. That's that's a rule in L.A. Even ju- juvenile hall, county jail, wherever you at, that's just the number one rule. Like, ain't no turning down no fades. Right. You you turn it's, it, you turn down a fade. It's like you're not a, like you, you you like they look less of a man. Yeah. You let a nigga take something from you. You know what I'm saying? That next thing you know, you taking your stove. Take, you know what I'm saying? Take everything from you, like it's mine. And did you get that right away when you went in there? Of like, I need to defend myself. Like from the from the very beginning, you can't let a motherfucker take an inch. You got to be 100 percent yourself. You can't disrespect me. You can't say nothing to me because if you let a little bit of that doubt creep in, then they're not gonna respect you. It better be like that. If not, you're gonna be having a hard time. Right. You better be one. You one. Basically, look. Depending, especially if you're in a dorm setting. Don't be in a dorm setting. Like in Wayside, in the dorm, and something happened. You you let, you let everybody in that motherfucker see. You just mm-hmm. got marked out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was just watching a movie on Netflix. That's crazy that you say that. I was just watching a movie on Netflix about that shit. Like, you gotta, you gotta, I forgot the name of the movie. I wish I knew the name, I'll tell you, but that's some real shit. Yeah, you gotta, ain't no getting marked out. I, I seen a nigga get his stove took and when I first hit the county jail. I was eight, I caught a case when I was 16 for attempted murder, aggravated mayhem. And I get transferred to the county jail, whatever. I watched a nigga get his stove took. I'm just like, damn, I'm not about to be hungry. Like, nigga, like, I'm, I'm going to the hole. Right. I'm gonna be hungry in the hole of anything. <laughs> you feel me? I'm not about to right. be right, right here and y'all about to eat my food in front of me. Uh-huh. Nah, we, we're gonna squabble it out. I'm gonna get off, whatever. I'm going to the hole and I'm gonna be hungry in the hole. Because if, if anything. If you let somebody take your food right in front of you, you're gonna, they're gonna keep doing it forever. Yeah. And you're not, like, you, your respect is gone, right? You're already in jail, shit. What you got to get cracking? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're already in jail, shit. What you. Yeah. What's the worst can happen? You know what I'm saying? I respect that for sure. Um,. Okay, so like, what do you what do you feel like you need to do to progress your career, take your career to the next level? Like, what it, what is it all about at this point for you? I feel like um, I need to just get around the right people, the right team. Mm. Cause I feel I got the talent, and I'm only getting better. So I feel like it, it could be the right team. I don't got a manager, so it might be me having a manager. I think about all type of shit, but I try not to think about it too hard. I I, I still try to put out the music and just keep going. Right. Without putting too much thought about what I really need. But I know it's a few things that I'm, I need. I need to, you know, I'm going to figure it out as I go. You know what I'm saying? But I know one thing I want to, I got I, I got my label I started in 1900. Do mm. you have other artists you're working with? Yeah, West LA Steve-O. Okay. My oh, boy okay, right yeah. here. He on my album. I just put out two. I just put an album out. I, I, I got songs with uh, a lot of different artists, though. Like, I was in Detroit, fucking around with Babyface Ray. Oh, for real? Yeah, I just was in the studio with Mozzie. Uh, me, AD, Draco, Cypress. We just I put heard out that song. That song's hard, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I've been working. I'm just, I got some shit with Shike. Just different artists. I, I be, but for the most part, I really want to build my catalog up so it's just me. Mm. Like, I want to, like, you know what I'm saying? I look I look at, like, different rappers. I be paying attention to their catalogs. Like, like damn, they got a lot of songs by themselves. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, features is cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know? Right. 
Cause I, I I'm a, I'm a fan of a lot of these rappers. Like I like the, I like what they doing and how they put on and what they do. I, I like that shit. So I would always want to jump on a you get me jump on a record with them. But yeah. for the most part, I be trying to just lock in and focus on my shit. You know what I'm saying? You went to Detroit to meet up with Babyface Ray. What? Or we was everywhere. I, look, I flew to Miami to meet my boy. We flew to Miami. From there, we drove to Orlando. We was all like, then what? Where, where we go after that? Atlanta. Everywhere, just everywhere between. We stopped in like Memphis, and we I was in Memphis, and I had did a song with one of my boys. When I while I was in Memphis, I did a song with an artist from um, damn, he from he from out that way. You feel me? I want to say uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He from Wisconsin. He knew uh -huh. Bayface Ray. He like man, Bayface fucking with that song we did. And the Bayface, I seen him comment on the State Cheese post too before that. Oh, for real? He was like, yeah, big sad heart. We got to hear his whole album. That's dope. I was like, yeah, that's dope too. Cause I'm like, now nah, fuck a bass face, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been listening to that nigga way back. So that that guy had me geeked right there. When I was talking to Yadi on the phone the other day about Babyface Ray, he said, man, he's number one out of Detroit right now. Detroit, yeah. Flint, whatever. He was like, fucking, he's he's number one guy right now. I'm like, like damn, that nigga, man, let's go do it. I pulled up on him in the studio. It was, it was Corona, like Corona had hit hard around yeah. that time. You feel me? When everybody was taking it so serious that like, I remember my girl didn't want me to bring the Postmates bag in. She's like, it might have Corona on it. Man, it was serious. I felt like the world was about to end, man. I'm like, what the fuck going on? I'm like, the world about to end? Well, this shit wasn't right. I just got my rap career off the ground, and now the world's going to end? Bro. But then I'm in Miami in the projects, and everybody outside. You know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? It's lit. Fuck, so it was yeah. like certain parts. So we was traveling. We were just hitting state to state. So everywhere we was going, it was a different vibe. They yeah. was outside in Miami. And then certain other states, they was inside. Mm. California, I think everybody was inside. You feel me? I was looking on my Instagram. So I'm like, ain't nobody. People telling me back home, ain't nobody out. Yeah, you know, now that we survived it, we should I should have just gone to Miami and just been cooling for that year. I stayed in the crib for a whole year. What the fuck was I thinking? I think they shut the beach down, though, over there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Was telling She's us, still got a mask us, on. Yeah, it's serious. <laughs> it was telling us to get off the beach, though, for sure. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. I remember that, yeah. For sure, man. Um, okay, anything else we need to know? Anything uh, that Big Sad's got coming up that you want the world to know about? Or, uh, I don't know. I feel like the people are... They're very drawn to you. They want to know what's going on in, in your yeah, world. I got a lot going on, man. I'm, man. I'm just trying to stay out of jail, really. You know? That's number I, one. I, I, you stay out of jail and drop this music and just keep. I'm going to keep dropping. I got this album I just dropped a couple days ago. I'm, I got, every 90 days, I'm going to be trying to put out a project. Uh huh. Keep building. Keep building. Videos. I got videos coming. Different shit. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Just working, man, putting it together, and then trying to build with my label too, 1900. Trying to learn that side of the business, learn the business side of the game, so I can help. Like I, I look at Yo Gotti, how he moved with his artists, and then how yep. Rick Ross with his artists. So if I can be like that for LA and help out these young cats that's moving around that want to do music and might not know the way to go, once I learn how to, you know, once I figure everything out, yeah, it's gonna be on. I'm just gonna try to put people in position to help motherfuckers. They families, you know what I'm saying? Cause everybody got families they trying to take care of. So at the end of the day, yeah, that's my, my main thing. Get in position where I can help everybody, where everybody be straight, the people around me. Hell yeah. yeah. Much respect, man. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, I like what you're doing. And uh, I'm definitely, like, you are one rapper, actually, that if you, like, drop a project today, I will listen to the project today, which is, that's, that's a rare... There's not that many rappers that like I'm gonna listen to you like the day you drop your shit. But right now I'm like excited to hear what you got coming out next. So that's love, man. I appreciate that. Much love. Just keep getting better and better, you know. So big sad, doing it big for LA. No jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, and subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. Appreciate everybody out there. See you Friday. Much love.